So there I was, sitting by the campfire, recording episode five. What's up, everybody? This is J.J. Martinez. This is Tiny Jeff. And this is Beauty and the Beast Mode with Tiny Jeff. Yo, I like the way that you um, switch up your name every time that we come on here. It's almost like I'm schizophrenic. Uh, one would think. It's a mean Astasa. It's a mean Astasa, the AK. <laughs> Now I'm gonna have to change my name. We have. Oh my bad! I didn't mean to dime you pe- out like people that. People are gonna come after me now. I didn't mean to dime you out like that, but hey, follow you on Instagram now. You're on Instagram. I am on Instagram. I requested Jeff on Instagram like at least two years ago. I created the account so I can stalk my daughter and make sure she's not doing any foul stuff. Did you find anything foul? I like how you enunciated foul. Foul because she's created eight different Instagram accounts to try to keep me running after her. Stop it. Oh, yeah. What? Yep. I can't even imagine if we had, like, this social media platform when we were kids. Oh, it's crazy. So she she actually puts on her old accounts. I'm not using this account anymore. Follow me under. It's like, you're not too bright because then I'll just follow you under there. Yeah. Yeah, so I would agree that social media. What's your social? What's your handle on Instagram? Do you even know what handle is? Love handles. Right, you're tiny, Jeff. Today you don't have love handles. I am. <laughs> <laughs> Let me see. You can continue on. I'll find you on here. Yeah, I'm gonna have to have somebody give me a course on Instagram. A course? Because I'm old and. Instagram is just pictures, man. You just put pictures up, brother. Yay! Yay! Tells me. Look, Tiny Jeff, we now have a podcast, so yeah. you need to get with the program. We have a responsibility to the people to keep them updated with new posts on Instagram, on Snapchat, on Facebook, on the Twitter. So, I'm not tweeting nobody, because I just look at it like, I'm on Facebook. You just, you just took a big old tweet in my toilet. That's That was a... <laughs> Uh, that was something (laughs) but I'm a gentleman because I courtesy flush nice okay should I I, do I have to change that now to like at tiny Jeff no because you'll change it every week if we do that (laughs) so what was I saying you were saying the week that was in the at Jeff underscore fremid family household that's right my Oldest daughter is 15. She turned 15 at the end of January, and we just let her get her permit to drive. Oh, I was going to say worker's permit. But she needs to do some work. Get to work. Get to work around the house, you little dirty bastard. You little old (laughs) (laughs) So winds up that her grades were down and her attitude at home was down. So we... Kind of held off on getting a permit. She could have got what it. What kind of excuses does your daughter give you about her grades? Uh, she's straight up. I hate school and I hate my teachers and stuff like that. That's tough, man. Yeah, but like I said, she also is kind of slick. She's my daughter, mm-hmm. 
and she realized that she wasn't she getting. Like you, Grease Lightning. And she. <laughs> <laughs> you guys can see what Jeff's wearing right now. He has on like this cut off uh, white t shirt, like the sleeves are cut off midway. And like uh, he's showing some of the guns, and his hair is slicked back. And he looks like if uh, Grease had a, like a 50 year reunion. At 8 Mile. At, at 8 Mile. It's yeah. White trash. <laughs> Jeff looks like he just finished working or stealing a bunch of engines. Jeez. <laughs> tough room, people. Tough room. Hey, hey, it's getting hot in here. So it was. That's why I took my shirt off. So and can you leave this one on? I'm wearing white trash clothes now. Can you leave this one on? Though? Thank you. Yes. So she doesn't like school. I didn't like school when I was a kid and all that other stuff. But winds up that. Scared straight academy, son. It's, I looked into it. They don't have it down yeah, here. Hells yeah. I looked, I was going to put her in military school, all this stuff. She told me one day that I should go F myself. Find yourself. Because I am. Go find yourself, Dad. Because I'm a farging icehole. Go find yourself. If you. Because you are rocking with Frodo in them right now. Yep. So, a little Johnny Dangerously thrown in there. A little quote. Yeah, 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 yeah. So. Johnny That's why Michael Keaton. Michael Keaton was in Johnny Dangerously? I am like the ultimate knowledge with music and movies. You are the ultimate knowledge. That doesn't mean that I am the ultimate knowledge. Damn right. Do you see me levitating right now? I see that. I can see your feet on the ground. So Johnny Dangerously had Michael Keaton? Oh, yeah. Who's the main dude? Who's Johnny? Oh, yeah. Yep. I barely remember that. Yep. So, How about Eddie and the Cruisers? It's a good movie. movie. Sure. You're dressed like that right now. Michael, <laughs> Michael Pere. Yeah, 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 yeah. Don't mess around. On the dark side, baby. On the dark side. Oh, yeah. Did you that song? Was that Bruce? Come on, brother. I don't know if, like, because he was acting. Who's Bruce? Like Bruce? Bruce Jenner. Jenna? <laughs> Bruce <laughs> Willis? No. It was another. It was another band that actually sang all the songs for Eddie, Eddie and the Cruisers. But did Michael Perry actually sing though? No, no. They used to be more of my mom's favorite movies. That and La Bamba. Wait, John Cafferty and the Beaver Brown Band. How do you like that? And I didn't even use the Google. You're a musician. You should know these things. I'm telling you, brother. I'm full of that useless knowledge. That's not useless, man. We just used it. We did. But other than that three seconds, where's that going to get me in life? Listen, somebody I way, could be listening right now and be like, yo, this dude is an Eddie and the Cruisers fan. I'm going to put him in the next movie. I don't think that Michael Pere has been in a movie since Eddie and the Cruisers. <laughs> He's on the dark side. He was a shadow half the time in Eddie and the Cruisers 2. Yeah. That was, <laughs> that was like the Heavenly Kid. Remember the movie The Heavenly Kid? Yes. That was a good one. actor's name? Nope, you don't. Anyway. Do you? I don't. I just remember this dude with curly hair. And then it was the younger kid. Damn. <laughs> that was a good movie. Hey, 80s, man, there were so many great movies. Like, oh, man, so nostalgic right now. What is your favorite, like, 80s movie or top, f- in your top five? Oh, in top five, I mean, you're talking about Goonies. Goonies. Right? Um, I do the Truffle Shuffle daily. Princess Bride in the 80s, or that was that 90s? Yeah. I don't think Princess Bride was 80s. I think it was the end of the 80s. 
Don't make me use the Google. Goonies had to be up there. And then there's like there's a movie called Tough Turf with uh, Robert Downey Jr. and James Spader. The Spader. Wow, I never saw that. You have you if you people if you have not seen Tough Turf, do yourself a favor. Um, find a blockbuster somewhere <laughs> <laughs> look for Tough Turf. It's an awesome movie, man. I used to watch that one religiously. There was a movie called Rad. It was about the kid like BMX. BMX. Yep. BMX, yep. Yep, there was that one. Uh, what other 80s movies were that, that really stand out? Obviously, like, you got Pretty in Pinks. Uh, you got Crush Groove. Crush Groove was another one of mine. Nice. Stop moving. I ain't moving. Princess Bride, 1987. Oh, Nice. One of my favorites is Stand By Me. Oh, Lean On Me as well. Lean On Me, yep. Stand By Me was a good one. Yeah, I yeah. love that movie. That was my brother's favorite movie, too. Yeah? Yeah. Man. When the night has come and the land is dark and the moon is the only light we'll see. I just threw a little bit of MJ in there, too. Wow. You should see his moves, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. He's shuffling around as he's singing. Pretty good, pretty good. Not too shabby. So it was Easter. So it was Easter last week, and we had uh, to add to my little family story. It was um, my parents, my wife's mom, the wife, and our kids. And we had... Your parents? Yep. Your BPs or your APs? Oh, I hate you. <laughs> I hate you. So there I was. So there I was being raised by wolves. (laughs) So it was, now you got me thinking, it was my APs, by the way. Uh, So we had a good day, good night, wound up that we uh, just had dinner. It was just us. And we were talking about like a lot of old times and, and good times and stuff like that. So it was a good, good day. We did not. The kids are too old, but my my mother-in-law, well, they say that they're too old. Uh, So we told my mother-in-law that there was an egg for her special. Far, far in the distance. Keep walking. And we never hit an egg. So for 12 hours, (laughs) she's looking for an egg. Keep walking. The egg that never was. chilling by myself, but I actually went to Daytona to visit my family. Nice. And um, was trying to watch the movie Vacation, the new, the new remake of Vacation. Okay. It was pretty. The first hour was pretty funny. The and then company came over to my mom's house, but I knew that company was coming over because earlier that day I dropped a fork on the kitchen floor. And if you ever drop a piece of silverware on the floor. In a Puerto Rican household, that's it. My mom lost her shit. She was like, that means company's coming over, and I can kind of clean up the house, and I don't feel like putting my eyebrows on. So we got company that day, and she blamed it on me because I dropped a fork on the floor. So that's some... It's like superstition. I don't know why Hispanics always have these like crazy superstitions, man. It's some old voodoo. I don't know. I don't know if it's voodoo, man. Like, it's, it's wild, man. I don't know. 
Like, they have, they have dreams. Like, Hispanic ladies have dreams. Right. And they always think that their dream means something. Okay. Like, my grandmother would have these dreams. And then, like, it would be like, oh, I dreamt with an alligator last night and he was chasing me. That means so-and-so is pregnant. How does that make sense? <laughs> So did, cool, man. I got to hang with the family a little bit. Did anybody get pregnant? Uh, I'm saying... Back... <laughs> my aunt, my other, my other aunt, bam, bam, pregnant left and right. It was crazy. Oh, my gosh. But, uh, and then... Oh, my daughter. I got my daughter's grades. She's in 10th grade. She goes to school. She's, she's living in Chicago uh, with my baby's mama. But my baby's mama texted me a picture of my daughter's grades, and she had all A's and B's. And nice. Amazing. Nice. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Cause she's she's a, a quiet girl. She's a quiet girl, so I'm glad that she's putting her focus on on the books. So she pretty much just a student. Does she have like any other activities that she likes doing? Or she plays softball. Okay. She plays a little bit of softball. I think she's pretty decent. Um, but you know, I'm just making sure that she stays busy in those books. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> I. Um, Trust me, I hear you. <laughs> <laughs> but she has like a three point something grade average, man, and that's awesome. That's awesome. I was in high school. I always had a like three point, never gonna graduate. <laughs> nice. That's what I had. Nice. That's what I eventually graduated. Yeah. Now, yeah. Struggle's real, brother. Yep. That was the week in uh, the households of the Fremid and the Martinez family. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Something's been on your mind. You almost just sounded like Ms. Cleo. Ms. 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 Cleo. Let me tell you, something is weighing you down. <laughs> That's like a Jamaican Italian grandmother. <laughs> something is weighing you down. But you had, a, you had a thought. You had some insight, right? I did. So it, it came to me, like you said, in a vision. He sings a lot, ladies and gentlemen. So I wanted to talk about perception because uh, I was at the doctor the other day. It wasn't the eye doctor. It was the regular doctor. Regular doctor. So winds up that he, uh, I go in there and I'm late because I had to go to the dentist before. So get get done at the dentist. I'm 45 minutes late. Get to the doctor's office. I'm talking to the woman at the front and saying, hey, you know, I'm, I apologize. I'm 45 minutes late. Ran late at the dentist. Mm-hmm. You know, is the doc still around? She's like, let me see because this is, yeah. Let me see because he has two back to back. Like, who am I to come in late? So, Did she even look at you? Or was her head just down the entire time? When she looked at me, she was like, ugh. So I'm trying to crack a joke, you know? And it was a pretty funny joke, because I try to think that I'm somewhat okay in, like, the comedy thing. So didn't even crack a smile. Gets up, walks away without saying anything. So she comes back. And in the interim of her check-in to see if the doctor's still around and if he'll see me, my neighbor walks in. Neighbor walks in, he's sick as a dog. So my neighbor's a good-looking fella, Mm -hmm. you know. 
uh, not like a hipster, but, you know, good looking guy. He's got a beard. He's slim, built, you know, fit. I keep saying this. It's almost like I want to give him a hug. So winds up that she comes back and she goes, he'll see you. Just wait a few minutes. I said, okay, thanks. So winds up that my buddy's there and he's like, oh yeah, I'm, I'm here for this. And he cracks like a lame joke. Real bad. And the woman is dying laughing. Oh, you're the funniest. Like, I want you to hold me almost. Like, so perception to me in that situation, and it can be in so many different situations and taken differently, but here I am, the fat mess that I am, walking in, and she just has no time for me. His lover boy comes walking in, good looking dude. And drops everything for him. Was he 45 minutes late? No. Okay. No. But you feel that your appearance had something to do with her giving you the stank eye. Yeah, because she was oogling all over him. Yeah. Looking at him like, oh my goodness, like I would leave my husband for this guy. That's the kind of look. So, yeah, I kind of think that here it is, my appearance versus his appearance. Could it have been your joke? Just didn't hit. It happens sometimes. It does happen. (laughs) But it was funny. Yeah. So you feel that she was judging you based on appearance? Yep. I do. How did, obviously, you felt some type of way about that? Like. Well, I didn't make a big deal about it, but I was just like, oh, here we go again. When I was younger. I had long hair. My hair was all the way down my back. Yeah. It was really long. And I was in a band and all this stuff. So people would look at me there and be like, oh, look at this guy. Mm-hmm. You know, either I'm dirty or I'm a drug addict or yeah. whatever it may be. And they would judge me on my appearance with that. So my whole life, I'm kind of used to people judging. So how do you feel about perception? Have you ever looked at somebody and said, oh, that person is probably this way because... Of their appearance? Yeah. You know, uh, I try not to. I try not to. Um, It's when I was younger. You know, now I never judge a book by its cover. Mm -hmm. You know, never. Um, I always give somebody the opportunity to either prove me right or prove me wrong. Well, you were 45. With what I'm thinking. I was, but still. It's a good excuse I was at the dentist. It's not like I was sitting there drinking beers or whatever it may be, you know. So, have you ever had that experience with her before? Because if this is if this is your dentist, then you've seen this lady before, right? This was the regular doctor who I haven't been to in regular, like two oh, years. So, oh man, you gotta, you gotta make sure you go to the doctor more often than that. I do, I do. No, I get what you're saying about perception, man. Like people say, oh, perception is reality. I don't know. I feel like perception is exactly that. I feel like perception. Is perception because, like you said, you can't judge a book by its cover. Right. But you only have a few instances to make a lasting impression. I agree. So, within those instances, you have to make sure that you're presenting your best self. If not, <coughs> you're gonna get judged, man. And probably judged opposite of how you actually are so did that mess you up mentally <coughs> like it threw you off the game uh 
No, because I ignored. Like I said, for so many years, I was used to it, so I just dis- disregard it. How would you explain that situation to your daughter and walk her through it if she came home and said, this is what happened to me today? I'm the type of parent that is not in denial that says, what did you do? Like, when they come home, they're like, this happened to me today. what I did to you a little bit when I said you were late. And you were right. Late, yeah. Well, what did you do to, to deserve that or whatever it may be? Why, but why? Okay, so why go right to that? Why go right to what did you do? Because in the past, they've lied, um, made up stuff, you know? So it's like, when I get down to it, I'm like, let's just cut to the chase. You know, mm-hmm. don't give me some big 10-minute story that's right. not true. So let's say that the person that came to you and just like, hey, this situation happened, how would you tell them your thoughts about perception? I'm very big on not practicing what I preach. So I love to give advice, but I don't always take my own advice. But a lot of it would be, are you sure that this is what they were, what they were? T- I'm just happy because my, my mic, I hope that my mic is more clear because we have new equipment here. So I'm just sipping my coffee while Jeff was talking. Nice. Um, my tea. Kind of like what. I'm getting ready to judge Jeff on his answer. <laughs> <laughs> kind of like what you were doing. You know, you were asking, are you sure that that was the situation. Could it be that you took it out of context, you know, stuff like that? Yeah, because I think that you have to uh, put yourself in, in both situations. Like, you got to look at it from your end and look at it from their end. And if you were sitting behind the desk and she was probably a little irritated that you were 45 minutes late, now she has to readjust some schedules for um, people that might be coming in for certain appointments. Now she has to go back to the doctor. So, yeah, I agree that she could have handled it a little bit better and not been so snarky maybe. But uh, I also think that, yeah, there is a big uh, issue with people just judging people based on looks. Right, right. So I also think that perception is uh, kind of a killer in where somebody would be thinking something. So let's just say that I took something that you said the wrong way, mm-hmm. right? But you didn't mean it that way. But I couldn't be unconvinced of this is what he means yeah. and this and that. Mm-hmm. And what people should do a lot of the time is just ask, is this what you meant by this? You know, instead of letting it rot inside of them and be negative and say, hey, you know, I can't believe this is what Were he... You Totally. First thing I said out of my mouth was, I apologize. I'm 45 minutes late, you know? And she was like, whatever, fatty. (laughs) (laughs) But I think that, to your point, like, you always have to think that what somebody says on the other end is delivered with positive intent. So this idea that there's some inkling of positivity behind what it is that they're saying. Even though they may be delivering it in a way that sounds very, very negative, 
that there's some form of positivity there. So you got to put on a different pair of glasses. Right. Right. You got to put on your rose-colored glasses and say, I understand where that person's coming from. Here's the here's the, here's the silver lining. Right. This is the positivity in that statement that they just said. Right. So I think that we have to do it that way. And, and if we project that to people, then hopefully, like hopefully she went back and saw how positive you were being in that moment. And maybe she was like, ah, I was a little bit of a jerk in that situation. Right, right. Could be. Yeah. But I do think, man, like perception is, is I, so I read this book by Mark Echo called Unlabeled, which is about like branding and marketing and Mark Echo's story. And I don't know if you, you're aware of Mark Echo, but he's a designer, kind of a, a hip hop designer uh, back in the days with, you know, anyways. Was but, it E C K O? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yep. exactly. I'm hip. I'm yeah, hip. I hear you. I hear you. <laughs> um, and he talks about like perception versus uh, somebody's opinion and perception being just that somebody's perception. Like right. we know who we are. We know how we conduct ourselves. Uh, we know if if a situation dictated whether we were late or not. So somebody's perception is exactly that. If we start to think about it as Oh, that man, maybe I am that way. Maybe I do do this a lot. No, that's not reality. Right. You know, like, that's their perception. Until they get to know you, then they're not going to know who you truly are. So that's just their perception. And I think that sometimes you just have to, you have to really just throw it out the window. And I know that we talk about uh, the first impression and everything. But at the end of the day, like, that's your perception of me. Right. It's not my reality. And I can't sit here and be like, oh, perception is reality. And I really am this, this, and that because these people said this, this, and that. Nah, that's the way those people think. And you have to think about the silver lining and whatever it is that they're coming back with and say there was some kind of positive intent there. They don't know what it is just yet, but there was some kind of positive intent there. You see, I agree with you. Like when you say that when somebody says something that the majority of the peeps are meaning something positive. I also... You know, where I work in a lot of meetings and stuff like that, I am a big, like, devil's advocate. So I like to look, try to think outside the box. A loyal adversary. And stuff like that. Is that like the PC way of saying devil's advocate? I I guess so. Like, trying to get somebody to look at it from the opposite side, but not necessarily being like, well, what about this and what about this? And, and then you can think about this, but being like, hey, yes, I understand that I like that, but we also have to look at it this way. Right. Or, or have we looked at it this way? Okay. See, you sense. just schooled me. The more you know, baby. The more you know. So when I talk to people who are like, oh, this happened, and this is what happened, and I'm like, well... Have you thought maybe it's something else or have you looked at it a different way or have you approached that person to get all the guesswork out of there, Mm -hmm. you know, because that's what it is. I mean, perception really is just, well, I think this. Yeah, exactly. Well, open your mouth and ask, you know, this way there's no more confusion. Mm -hmm. Oh, no, they said this. Okay, well, then that's what they mean. So. And I think it, it 
you know, that's another breeder of negativity and, and can really bring you down when you sit there <coughs> and you're you're thinking this is what they mean, this is what they mean, this is what they mean, like I can't believe this, and you, it festers in you, you know, and that's all you think about. It does fester in you, I agree, but if you know who you are, if you know what you stand for, if you know your point of view, if you know your vantage point, then you can brush it off. Right. Because then you understand that that is just their perception, and that's not really who you are. Right. So, I, yeah, I agree that it can fester, but I, I also believe that if we know who we are as an individual, what we stand for, then we can know that that was just that person's perception. Maybe that person was having a bad day. Maybe something was going on with them. Because I, that's not me. Right. I agree. Awesome, bro. I'm glad you were able to get that off your chest, sir. Thank you. Feels good. Feels good. Yeah. Do you know who that was? No. Tony Tony Tone, man. That's old. Tony Tony Tone has done it. That was the first group I ever saw live. Also, with the first comedian that I ever saw live. Who was? Sinbad. Wow. Yeah. He was rocking. Uh, this, uh, this was when Sinbad was stuffed. He was on a different world and all these shows and everything. And I remember being in the crowd. And I'm probably, man, no more than 15 feet away from the stage. And I had wandered off from my parents to watch Sinbad on the stage and some people came and cut in front of me and like pretty much shoved me out of the way some adults mm. and my mom's friend who just so happened to be the same friend that showed up the other day when I dropped the silverware nice uh, my mom's friend was there and saw it happen and she started to go off on the people and then my parents showed up and they started to go off on the people and we almost caused this big ruckus because these people pushed me out of the way to good though good yeah shouldn't do that to a little kid I shouldn't do that to a little kid Trying to watch Sinbad? Come on. Come on. Anyways, I don't, I just, yeah, Sinbad was the first comic dad, so. Nice. He had an old special that I loved that I've seen like a hundred times. I bet, I bet you I know, know which one it is. The one when he's wearing the windbreaker and all that. <laughs> Sinbad was the stuff, man. I agree. So. So is it time for something? It is time for your beast mode moment. What is the Beast Mode moment, Yay? So we talk about how this podcast is about storytelling. It's about comedic and motivational storytelling and enchanting the world, making people feel good. Okay. Would you agree, Jeff? I agree. Absolutely. We try our best. So the Beast Mode moment is that motivational moment. It's, 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 it's that dig deep moment. It's that when you finish listening to this podcast... That beast mode moment should resonate with you. Jeff, what are you doing? I'm in the middle of talking about the beast mode moment, and you're over here. I'm listening. You're prepping, you're prepping for your next spot. Go Jeff. on. Come on, man. Go motivational on. Beast mode moment. It's exactly that. It's a piece of motivation for you to take with you and do with what you will. So here it is. And this is from a post that I shared on Facebook. Back in 2014. And it says, Sticks and stones may break my bones, but words, words, they hurt. Sticks and stones are reactions, but words, words come from thought. Words can be positively intended, can have a positive purpose, 
Words are responses. How you respond is up to you. Speak positivity to yourself and to others. It's deep, brother. The beast mode moment. I like it. Brought to you by Yeye Martinez. So I think that's big, brother. I think that, you know, we're about positivity, like you were saying, and inspiring and making people think. And something like that is very poignant. You know, it makes you think on a different level. Maybe makes people think a little bit before they open their mouth and, and say something that could hurt. Hello, yeah, yeah. Anyways, man. This is the point in the podcast where I talk about Jeff. Jeff, Jeff's a musician. If you go back and listen to previous episodes, you'll notice. And I said that I'll say it every time. Jeff's a musician. And you better listen to the old episodes. Yeah, you better. So, this is the point in the podcast where we play Jeff's joint. Jeff's joint ties it all together. So, what Jeff's joint is, is a song that he has selected based on what we have talked about today that kind of sums it all up. Is that accurate, Jeff? That is accurate. And now, let's hear Jeff's joint. And why did you select this one, Jeff? I will get into that afterwards. So here is your taste. Yes, sir. What's the name of the song? Fine Again. Oh, tell us why you chose that. F-I-N-E again. Because I thought it was fitting with the whole perception and possibly being negative. And, you know, it's funny, peeps, because Ye Ye doesn't know what song I'm going to play. And I kind of don't know his beast mode moment. So we're kind of surprising each other here with this. So uh, the lyrics that I just played for you in the snippet is I see people waiting for answers to questions no one knows. Drinking Joe's only thinking, oh Lord, whole life blown. May we pass out hugs to the thugs to heal our souls. And blue collar suffering, oh Lord, heal us all. So I think it kind of works into what you read a little bit and the perception discussion that we were having a little bit. And... You know, there are people out there waiting for answers to questions nobody knows, you know, uh, passing out hugs to the thugs, heal our souls, like, give the love, be the love, pay it forward, pass along the love. Awesome. And it's... I love Jeff's joints, man. I never know what he's going to play, and every time he plays something, man, it gives me goosebumps, I promise you. Awesome. I appreciate that, Jeff. Jeff, what are your takeaways? My takeaways are that I will think a little more before I open my mouth. 
I will think a little more before jumping to a conclusion of what I may think that somebody meant by something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, my takeaways are that you have to put your rose-colored glasses on, as tough as it may be, and you have to know who you are internally. If you know who you are internally, then whatever other people's perception of you is, you can brush it off. Yep. Awesome. This has been Beauty and the Beast Mode. I'm Yeye Martinez. I am Tiny Jeff. Until next time, peace. See ya.